This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today we're talking about cloud computing with Amy Radnich, Assistant Director of Imaging Services at University of California, San Diego Health System. Thanks for joining us today. Sure, my pleasure. For starters, please describe for us what led your organization to investigate using cloud computing to accommodate the exchange of diagnostic images and reports. You see San Diego Medical Center as a trauma center that gets many referrals from other area hospitals. Is that right? That's right. We started with exchanging images electronically with our uh, community outpatient centers. And essentially what that did was it relieved the patient from the burden of having to go to their community imaging center to get a copy of CDs when they came to UCSD to get their specialty care. Uh, we went to El Centro Regional Medical Center and asked them if they would be interested in engaging in electronic image transfer, and it has been really great. The old way of processing the images from El Centro for our trauma transfers was really a, a very convoluted process. What would happen is their medical center would contact our trauma team and say, we have a trauma transfer for you. The patient would come. It's either three hours by ambulance or one hour by helicopter, and they would attach the CDs to the paper chart that would arrive physically with the patient. The problem with that is if the patient was unstable or, uh, you know, their, their trauma transfer, they're already not doing well, we would need to take that CD, get it to our digital library, upload those images into packs, so that the trauma team could get to them. And then sometimes it was just faster to re-image the patient. Sometimes the CDs were broken. Sometimes there was, you know, there was some sort of a corrupted file in them. Changing the images electronically, El Centro just is able to upload those images to the eMix site, and we are able to get them, download them, and inform our trauma team that these images are available before the patient's even arrived here. It gives the trauma team some time to take a look at the image, see what actually they're going to be dealing with when the patient gets here, and, uh, you know, kind of start to organize their treatment. Okay, why don't you walk us through how this new approach works? What's What are the steps that the referring hospital takes uh, to, to load up the images, as well as the steps taken on your end? And does the process essentially involve leveraging cloud computing for storage? Is that how it works? Yeah, absolutely. What happens is, for example, when the uh, person who has the images who's going to send them, they upload them straight from their pack system, just like they were burning a CD, but they essentially, instead of uploading them to the CD burner, they upload them to the eMix security site. And it is very quick. It uploads very quickly. And then an email is sent to the person to whom these images are intended. And that person then gets the email notification that their image is there. They log in to the eMix site, which is this cloud network that essentially holds those those images. Ours are set to purge in 30 days. So they go up there and they can retrieve them and pull them down into their local computer or directly into their PAC system, depending how they're choosing to do that. The images can be downloaded as many times as they need to be if there is some sort of an error. And then after 30 days, those images fall off the eMix server, off the cloud networking server, and um, they would have to be reloaded if they were needed again. 
So clarify for me who's using this now. El Centro Regional Medical Center is using it and your outpatient facilities. Anybody else? Well, we have uh, uh, several community hospitals that are using it. El Centro Regional Medical Center is the center that we're doing trauma transfers with, electronic uh, image transferring with our traumas. We're using it with a community imaging center called IHS, and they're here in the community and do a lot of uh, mammograms and uh, MRI and CT imaging. And when the patients need specialty care, they come then to UCSD, and those images are are transferred back and forth between us and IHS to the tune of about 200 patient exams per month. I understand that this cloud-based approach uses an architecture of multiple layers of security. Can you describe for us these security steps, including uh, encryption and authentication, and how they help you comply with HIPAA while you're transferring these images? Absolutely, and that was a really big point of contention here in the medical center, wanting to make sure that what we were doing was safe. Uh, you know, the fundamental problem with CDs is they have the ability to get lost. And every time you lose a CD, you have to report it to the California Department of Public Health to let them know that there has been a breach of security with patient information. And so just in the sense of exchanging images electronically, you're mitigating that risk of those CDs. But there are multiple layers of security. The, the, there's obviously physical security within the data center. They have it. Um, they have security personnel in in the data center that houses the servers that support the cloud networking software. And so you have the physical security. Then they have multiple layers of firewalls and security within the server itself, so that there can't really be attacks and hacking in to get this this data and that is something that eMix uh, certifies uh, as as part of the security that you're getting within the software. Then there's member verification in the sense that every person who is going into eMix has their own username and password. There are no general accounts. You can't log in under you know UCSD Medical Center with a single password. Everybody, every user account gets their own username and password. And so you have to verify on an institution level as well as a user level to be able to access the data. And when you're transmitting the data, they tra- the method of transmission is SSL. So it's encrypted, and it's one of the safest ways we have to transmit data electronically. And then I have the ability to audit. I have the ability to look in there, see exactly who's sending who's retrieving, who from my site is retrieving images from either El Centro or IHS, and also who from their site is downloading or we targeted for download for the information to go to. So I have a very robust ability to see exactly when and where we're sending and downloading and who is downloading our information as well. So the process, just to kind of sum it up, is that... For example, my digital librarian would upload an image and they would name who, what institution that they intend for this image to go to. They upload it. It's encrypted through SSL when it is uh, uploaded. Then an email is sent to the, the user that we're sending the images to. 
they authenticate as a user, they authenticate as an organization, a member of eMix, and they download from the cloud networking site the images, and they're, again, they're encrypted using SSL to come back to their personal site to bring it into their independent PAC system, and all of that is audited information. So there there are multiple layers of security from physical to network to authentication um, from user and members, and then I'm able to audit it. Now, organizations that are referring patients to you and using this service are sending you uh, reports as well as images, is that right? And is there demographic information in those reports that they somehow protect? Right. The the reports can be sent in there. The information is protected and encrypted the same way that the DICOM images are. In, in actuality, every image has the same demographic information in what we call a DICOM header as the report does itself. And so we're just as exposed with the DICOM images as we are with the reports, but the reports are encrypted and can be sent in the same message as the images, and it can all be downloaded at one time. Now, did you consider other cloud-based approaches that didn't measure up as well in terms of the privacy and security functions? You know, there, there's been a lot of, of companies that have kind of come into this cloud space exchange um, in the last month or two, and it's been interesting to see what everybody's trying to do to make it happen. We, there are, most of the methods that we looked at required having a server at the site as well as a application that the institution that was sending images would have had to log into to be able to get the images to UCSD. So for example, if um, a community imaging center like IHS was trying to send to UCSD as well as to Scripps as well as to um, Sharp Healthcare using the methods that, that I was looking at that I didn't feel like would meet our needs, they would have to have a client on their workstations for each institution, not to mention house a server within their data center that would handle the images and and be able to communicate with my PAC system. The problem with that is it's not easy. The people in the library have a lot of things to keep track of, and there's a lot of single points of failure. And um, not to mention it's a very hardware-intensive way to maintain the system and to maintain responsibility from the images from the minute that the uh, the sending site uploaded them to to my server, essentially located at their site, to getting it all the way over to my site. Whereas with cloud networking, they're responsible. The the sending site's responsible to get the images to um, into Emix. Emix holds responsibility while the images are there, and also securing them down to my site so that we they're encrypted, they're safe, and they have they take responsibility for the images on their cloud server as well which is important to my security folks. They want to know, okay, at, at what moment in time are you handing the baton and I am solely responsible for this patient data? Identifying who is responsible at what time helps us understand where our liability starts and where our liability ends. So finally, what advice would you give to other healthcare organizations considering using cloud computing for storing and transferring uh, images and reports? What lessons have you learned? I think the most important thing is to ensure that not only 
the the PACS team is comfortable with the security and the methods of transmission and the multiple methods of authentication. But you have to make sure that your Office of Information Security or whatever department within your IT department handles the, the security of this data is very comfortable because th- these matters are very important to them. And, you know, if you don't have their buy-in, there are going to be roadblocks all the way. But once you've cleared your security uh, within your PACS department and understand how you'll log in and you're comfortable and then you get your institution to be comfortable. It's very smooth sailing. I think it's really important to make sure that the IS department understands how secure it is and and, and buys off and supports your use of it because it, it, it saves time, it saves money, and it saves, you know, re-exposure to radiation for the patient. Well, thanks very much. We've been talking today with Amy Radnich of UC San Diego Health System. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so very much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.HealthCareInfoSecurity.com.